Thanks for downloading this Lave Radio podcast. We're very pleased that our upcoming convention, LaveCon, is sponsored by EDRPG, a new tabletop role-playing system based on Elite Dangerous. This particular adventure plays over three episodes and will end with a special finale at LaveCon 2017. If you're just joining us, there will be a recap, but you'll probably enjoy it more if you start at the first part. Thanks for listening. Incident at Baijungu, an Elite Dangerous role-playing adventure. Part 1 of Incident of Baijunku, Imperial businesswoman Claire Valance dispatched Elias Thane, Edelweiss, Second Tech Fuzzer, and Psycho Cow to a new mining base on the third planet of the Baijunku system. On arrival, they found the base dead, as well as a number of the crew murdered. A strange creature roams the cafeteria, and the computer room has been destroyed. While taking the recovered camera recordings to security, the team was stopped short and intercepted by a pair of shooters. Pinned down, Elias Thane attempts to return fire. Now, Vern has just been revealed, so Thane and Eid, you can now make an attack on him. I'm taking the shot. So you are 12 meters uh, away from Vern. So what's your difficulty to at that range? So that is eight. That's an eight. So, uh, and he's got overall plus four, two defense and two for cover. So it's 12 to hit. So I've got plus two to hit. I've got plus five from aiming, so I'm plus seven already. Yep. Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, now, did you roll a natural one there? I did. If you did, you can spend a karma point to re-roll it. Do you want to do that? Yes. Okay, so you hack off karma point and you can do a re-roll. Better. 14, that is a hit. That is two over. And you're shooting with a ballistic weapon, aren't you? So that's going to be 3d10 damage that you'll do to him. Nice. 12, that is exactly enough. You thud shots all across his chest and into his face. And he keels over dead. He is a goner. Okay, so Vern has been slain and uh, his body's now sprawled to the ground. His submachine gun has scattered aside. Eid, technically, you could take a shot at him as well, but it's... it's He's kind of dead. Yeah, so moving swiftly on, Greg uh, moves over, picks up the submachine gun for his turn, and he is remaining as low as possible behind this cover as he possibly can. Thane, it is your turn again. Make sure when you guys with your ballistic weapons fire that you hack off an ammo point. It, it, it's still just one ammo for burst though, isn't it? It's not like I've emptied the gun doing burst. No, no, it's just one ammo. Can I advance up on the counter? Yes, absolutely. Um, if you're closer to the counter than he is, he doesn't get the cover, but you do. And then I, I think I'll just take the shot. Lovely. Okay, so he is only six meters away. That's short range for me. Lovely. Okay, he's got a defense of two, so add two to the difficulty number. So that's probably seven. A seven, I'm plus two to hit. Oh. Oh. <laughs> can I spend another karma? <laughs> you can, you can. You can do it as often as you like. If, even if you roll another one, you can. Oh, but you can't re-roll a four, I'm afraid. Six. He just dives aside at the last moment as the bullets impact around him. He's looking a little bit worried now. Eid, it's your go. Okie dokie. Now I'm going to move up next to Thane and do basically the same as well with my laser pistol. Okay, lovely. He's at six metres, so I think I'll probably be a so... six. Oh, lovely. So you shoot him dead on. 
Uh, you do eight points of damage to him. That is enough to kill him. He keels over and dies in spectacular fashion. Peace has descended across the place after that shocking piece of sudden violence. What would you like to do now? I want to go over and check the bodies. I want to see who they are. Moving behind the counter, you see that they're dressed up in kind of fairly generic mercenary wear. They're obviously not pirates, but there must be a pretty disreputable bunch of mercenaries. They're not hugely well-equipped. They're dressed up in military fatigues. You can see that there's one submachine gun here. There's an auto pistol, and each of them have got a spare clip for their weapons. Trying to rifle through for identification, you don't find any, but you do see that their names are on there, written on the front of their suit. Can I take the auto pistol clip? Yes, of course. You can take that and pop that where you like. What I'll do is I'll, I'll swap it out for the one I've currently got in because I'm almost empty. Do that. I've got a pretty high streetwise bonus. Is there anything I can tell about these mercs? Yeah, make a streetwise check. Seven. Seven. Yeah, okay, so these are relatively local bad boys. They're from a planet called Digibeti, which is a mining world. The most noticeable thing about Digibeti is that it's the head of the Digibeti Miners Guild. So, you know, there is a big mining organization there as well. But there's no proof that Digibeti Mining are involved in this, but they are the big players on that world. It's a large industrial extraction uh, world, uh, not particularly pleasant. Uh, and I assume Digibeti would definitely be in competition with Mistopolis. Oh, yes, definitely. Mistopolis are brand new to the area. So, you know, they haven't been into the old worlds at all before. It's a big mystery why they've even come. But maybe Digibeti would be a little bit upset with them coming here. But a massacre is fairly extreme. Okay, where would you like to go now? Medic over here. <laughs> ah, okay. Has anyone got a med pack? Yes, but it's in the ship. Oh! <laughs> that's a shame. <laughs> Did anyone write their med pack and put it in their, their packs rather no. than their... No. Right, you're going to have to try and find... So what you can do is you can try and do some basic medicine on yourself. It's difficult when you don't have supplies, but you can sort of bandage yourself up. So you can either do it yourself or have someone else treat you. But you can only be treated once every six hours. Were the mercs better prepared? Have they got med packs in their packs? You have a look. Um, I'll give you an even chance for it. What? No, it's a one. Sorry. No, they didn't. <laughs> they're, they're dirt cheap mercenaries. That's why you could be. Uh, I okay. think I might have seen one in the toilet, but I'm not sure I want to go back in there. <laughs> Do any of you guys have a, a decent medical medicine skill? <laughs> if not, I've got one of two, so I can try and patch myself up a little bit. Do you want to give yourself a, a bit of self-medication? Okay, try and patch yourself yes. up. Make a medicine check. You're doing it without med kit, so it's a bit rubbish. But make a check anyway. See what you can do. Yeah, that doesn't that doesn't look good. Okay, so you recover two endurance points. Really? It's a bit generous. <laughs> I haven't got many. That's, that doesn't take me back into double figures yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's not so good. You probably want to seek some better healing later. But uh, at the moment, in reception, there doesn't seem to be much. Now, uh, I should probably award some rank points here. You gain a rank point for restarting the computer. That's everybody. Uh, you also gain a rank point for defeating those mercenaries. Everyone gets that. If there's any skills that you've used in this adventure, so like your kinetic weapons, your computer, your security, put a tick in the tick box next to it because those skills will improve at the end of the adventure. So sort of just go down and, and put a tick in any that you remember using. 
your dodge counts. So if someone has shot at you, then you know you can take your dodge. That's fine. What well, what hit me? Does that, does, that, does that give me a ticket and dodge if I've been hit? <laughs> yes. Yeah, absolutely. In many ways, learning from your failures is you know is more important than from your successes. So. Oh, my repair okay. skills going up then? Yes, that's true. Yes, I think, <laughs> think you need it. So you follow the uh, lines and make your way to security. You open up the door and it leads into a small corridor. It's relatively short because you can see that a large blast door has sealed part of it. Could be an airlock door or an emergency security door, but it's slammed down uh, and you can see there's a nice big sort of, you know, red lock sign on it. In this short corridor, you can only see one door on the right-hand side. Fortunately, it's security. Unfortunately, you can see that it's locked. Do you want to try using Claire's Passonic? That's a visitor pass, but we can try it. We'll try it. Let's give it a go. Try your receptionist one, Ben. But I'll try my receptionist one, see if that does anything. Shall I try, you know, should we have a look and see if there's anything around, like, a, a cunning button that says security on it? Like <laughs> the one that was in reception. Okay, so make a perception check. Anyone can do this, if you like. I'll do that. I've got a pretty good perception. I'll look around. Well, I'll, I'll do it as well, so I can add on to my perception. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll do one as well. Everyone do one. No, unfortunately, the security office is one place that does have very good security. It's not letting you in. You obviously need some kind of security pass. It's slightly frustrating because you know many of the answers that you seek on the other side of that door. I'm half tempted, guys, to press the button that says security on it that was in reception. That was in the customs office, yeah. Can the rest of us form a defensive position around the door and aim our guns at it? Yes, of course. So you make your way back into reception, go onto the desk and press the security button, because you've taken the comp panel with you. So you press it's the button and literally fix. nothing happens. Okay, fair enough. Make a, make a beeline back to the guys. Can I listen at the door? Is there any sound from behind it? You have a listen. Make a perception check. Eleven. That's very good. You can hear the sound of a computer beeping on the other side, like it's waiting for an instruction. Kind of slow and repetitive. All right, well, I don't mind trying to hack it if anyone else wants any other ways of getting in. I would say hacking before hitting with a wrench. <laughs> now, uh, if you're going to hack this, it does involve a little bit of risk. You'll have to remove the card reader from the door so that you can access the controls. The danger might be that if you did that, if you did find security card later, you wouldn't be able to use it to open the door if you can't reconnect it properly. So there is a risk. However, if you want to do it, you can. Is that what you'd like to do? I think push ahead. Well, we could go and search for bodies up in the... There's plenty of them in the canteen, if you guys are, are willing to tackle a tailed beastie. <laughs> I think I'd like to see what's on the cameras first. I meet the either or. I know Grant's kind of wanting fit points. <laughs> yeah, if we can find a med kit soon, that would be awesome. <laughs> and there might well be one in security. Okay, I'll, I'll try hacking this thing then. Okay, right, so you remove the card reader uh, from the front. Uh, would someone like to make a repair check? To do this well... Can Fuzzle do the repair? Can Fuzzle remove it and then I'll do the hack? Because Fuzzle's better <laughs> Fine. at engineering. Uh, Difficulty number seven. Now, I, 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 Fuzzle, please don't strike it with your wrench. Because uh, you will knock it off if you do that, but you'll never okay. be able to use it again. Fine. The repair check is uh, difficulty number seven. Okay. <laughs> Eight. <laughs> Very good. Okay, yep, so you carefully remove the card reader, and there you can see there's the controls behind it. You plug your data hack in, a device, and start trying to hack inside. 
So I'm afraid this is a security check. So uh, make a security roll. So security is just two then. Eight. That's very good. It's not enough to hack the security, however. It's very good on this door. And it doesn't want to let you in. Now can I use my wrench? <laughs> Nothing I can do with computers then, I'm assuming. No, unfortunately, you're not accessing a server panel. This is a security panel. Uh, do you want to reattach the card reader? Yeah, probably best idea. Gonna have to find a security card. Looks you like... pop it back on. You don't need to roll because you took it off carefully. Install it back in. The the card reader comes back to life. Do you want to return to reception or do you want to check out the bulkhead? Yes, yeah, seeing as we're here. Right. Well, you can see that uh, this bulkhead uh, has been locked. It looks like in an awful hurry because you can still see that sort of two numbers of the locking code uh, have been typed in. It's only a four-digit code, so this all could make hacking the door relatively easy. Even someone who rolls quite H- low. Hint, you look hint. <laughs> it would be difficulty number six on security to hack this. Nine is, is lovely. Okay, yep. So you unlock the door. The door had slammed shut on something. There's some kind of body underneath. It has red blood, but you can see it's like a squished snake but a squished snake with legs. I mean, it's very difficult to tell what the body is because it's been so thoroughly crushed, but it doesn't look very nice. Does it have a security pass on it? Uh, sadly, no. Uh, what you do see beyond is that there are two doors before the corridor turns a corner. Uh, one says stores next to it. The other says medical bay. Can I just make a planetary knowledge roll to see if I recognize these creatures from anywhere else? Yeah, I'd like to make a science check. Science? Oh, that's not much worse. <laughs> oh dear. No, you don't recognise them. Goodness knows what these things are. Yeah. Doing the same, I got a seven. Don't know if that helps. So the only thing that you can tell from body, then is that you reckon that what you're looking at here is a spliced animal called a biomod. And biomods are creatures that are mixed. This looks like it is uh, a reptile and a mammal that has been mixed together. Exactly what kind of mammal or reptile, there's not enough to tell anymore. But biomods, needless to say, are highly illegal, and consequently, lots of people want to use them if they can. But a pretty risky thing to to be using. Biomods are more normally used in small scale. You have these tiny little creatures that you infest a building with. So uh, you might have sort of genetically engineered rats that are bred to kind of chew on power cables, uh, and that can you know just wreck a building from the inside out. Or you can infest a place with flying creatures so that, you know, just the, the area becomes impossible to work in. So they're often used in industrial espionage. But this looks big. This looks like it's a big biomod, and they're much more uncommon. Okay, you'd like to go to the med bay, would you? Yes, please. Okay, you open up the door. This cleanly built medical bay has seen plenty of recent action. Two security guards and one lab technician lie dead on the hospital beds with injuries as diverse as bite marks and bullet wounds. Medical supplies and kits are scattered across the open surfaces of the table, their polished surfaces reflecting the glittering stars that can be seen through the wide window opposite. In the right-hand corner is a closed regeneration chamber, humming quietly to itself. Ooh. Right. Um, What I would like to do is, I recommend everyone does this as well, is grab a med kit for your uh, pack. Um, Now, this... This regeneration device, is that something that will restore your... 
Is anybody in it at the moment if it's cu cu currently humming? Okay, you have a check. Uh, yes, it's occupied. <laughs> Always good to check, Ben. Well done. <laughs> um, it Is it occupied by a human? Now, unfortunately, you can't see. You'll have to um, uh, finish the regeneration process and open the door. And you can see that... Actually, make a science check. You might be able to infer. No, my science is just one, so that should that should be. What did what, what did people roll? I rolled a four. You rolled a four. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Does anyone else want to have a roll? Well, Sorry, I have a roll. I got I got a nine. I had a flash of inspiration. Okay. Well, the blood pressure of this thing is human normal, so you reckon that it's a human being inside. It's lit green, which means that if you open the regeneration chamber, the person inside won't die. In terms it of the med kits, just while you're putting them in. There's five normal med kits, and there's one advanced med kit. The advanced med kit actually is, it, this is a very good find. They're pretty uncommon. You can sell these things for a fortune. They're worth 90,000 credits. But Fine. if you want to use them instead, it gives you a plus two bonus to your medicine checks when using them. Mine. I don't see your name on it. I put my gun to Foz's head. Not mine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking the advanced med kit. <laughs> By hook or by crook. Yeah, there's five, five, five medikits and one advance, so we could have. I can use one medikit and keep one. Would you like to use a medikit on yourself? <laughs> yes, please. Now you can only do normally. You can only heal yourself every six hours. In terms of however, you can top up your healing a bit. If you make a medicine check, this time when you make your medicine check, you recover that number of points. So if you did a medicine check of seven, you recover seven points. In this case it would be minus four. You've already healed up four points through sort of, you know, non-medical things. So in this case, yeah, you've rolled a seven. So that means that you basically heal up another three points. Well, that was, that was Forza. I've not ruled yet. But I'm on 17, so does that mean I go back to 20? Uh, yes, you go back to 20. So, yeah, you roll four. So, <laughs> <laughs> no, you recovered two last time, didn't you? So you recovered yes. two more endurance points. Dead man it, walking. Better than out. Basically, yeah, you're shot up and you just need some time to rest. What's uh, the regeneration thing? Can we get whoever is out and put Psycho Cow in? Yeah, so the regeneration chamber, 24 hours, will heal oh. you up entirely. Psycho Cow will be out of it for a long time. No, I don't think we've got that long. Do you I want say to... leave a minute. All right, I'm going to pick up one of the security passes and rubbish through these bodies before I... Well, I'm going to do that while these They've guys got the same tags, with things. But you can't find the security passes on them. They seem to have been removed. And um, they weren't on the guys who... Vance and Greg or whatever his name was. No, they didn't have security passes on them, unfortunately. We should find out who's in this module. There's somebody in there and they're ready to come out. Green means they're not going to die. Doesn't mean say they're ready to come out. I think if there's anybody alive here, we need to talk to them. Yeah, thanks, idea. Right, um, what we should do is, Fozza, do you want to ready your wrench? And um, I'll, I'll take my laser pistol and get ready, just in case we need to take action. Then, Aid, I'd say you're opening it. <laughs> oh, oh, thanks, I'm opening. Right, I'm standing well to the side before I open it. Okay, you stand to the side, and you open up the chamber. There's kind of like a, a flash of steam. In there, you can see that there is a human woman. She's uh, dressed only in a hospital gown. She's currently secured to the bed uh, you see as the regeneration chamber opens up she's automatically injected with a stimulant and she suddenly wakes up 
And she kind of uh, looks around at all of you and frowns. Who the hell are you? Can I use my charm and bluff to put her at ease? Absolutely. What are you going to say, Foz? Calm down. It's fine. We work here. What's your name? Make a charm roll. That's pretty reassuring. You'll only need a four to calm her down, I'd say. Great stuff. You see that she kind of uh, calms down. Her eyes flick to you. She looks at your Vista badges that some of you are wearing. And sort of, you know, kind of calms down, sees that you, you're from Mistopolis. I'm Nadia Stanton. I'm security, she says. There's been an attack. I, I don't know what's gone on. I don't know how long I've been in here. I can barely remember falling unconscious. Oh, right, now I can. Can you let me out? Did you say security? We need you to get us into the security office. It's my stuff here. I've got a security pass. That should get us in. I don't know if your stuff's here. Have a look around. Well, I can't. I'm, you'll have to... Oh. Free me from the restraints. Do we trust her? Check her for weapons first, and, and then we can let her out. Then I'm going to let her out. Yeah, let her out, yes. and we will uh, we'll turn around while she uh, while she gets dressed. She's a little bit wobbly as she originally sort of uh, emerges, but Fossil like a gentleman holds her arm, and she looks over all of you. And you don't look like Mistopolis, but I'm alive, so I'm assuming that you can't be with them. Who are they? I wish I knew. Look. She makes her way over to a chair in the medical room and sits down, gets her breath back. Yesterday evening, I think it was yesterday, hard to tell in that damn tank, we were due a shipment of resonance separators. The delivery was on time and a lone Cobra Mark III docked safely in port. The crew were pretty rough, but quiet and professional, and they unloaded quickly. Me, Keith and Layla, security guards, went to do the standard inspection of the goods. And then all hell broke loose. The canisters opened and things came bounding out. Dog-like monsters that hissed at you and went for your throat. Suddenly the Cobra crew opened fire. I called the alert in, but there was no answer from the security office. Layla was torn apart, the wolves leaping on her. Keith was injured by kinetic fire, and I pulled out of the hold as quickly as possible. By that point, Central Customs must have fallen too, because more mercenaries came flooding into the main hall. We tried to set up a defensive perimeter, but the animals, there were so many of them. Some of them just a meter or so big, others the size of apes. We just couldn't stop pulling back, getting pushed further and further away from the operations tower. I told Keith to cover me while I made a dash for operations, using the shortcut through the storerooms. I was shot in the back and went down. And the next thing I remember is you guys pulling me out of regen. So, someone saved my ass. I just wish I could have gotten to thank them. Okay, do you want to get yourself dressed and take us to security? We've downloaded the camera footage. We want to see what's going on in the building. Shall we let her know that we were sent from... Okay. Claire Valance, Mistopolis Mining, sent you. His cousin, in inverted commas, sent us. Valance sent you? Yeah. Good God, now we're in trouble. <laughs> Maybe we can still salvage something out of this. It looks like the base is intact. You see that she kind of uh, puts on sort of like a, a bigger, kind of woollier gown, but that's all there is in here. Has anyone got anything spare? Any armour? No, I guess not, she says, looking over you all. I don't have my security pass. Wyoming. Keith Wyoming. He's always forgetting his security pass. We can probably get it from him. He would have left it somewhere. Uh, maybe in a, the hab lock or his gym locker. Mm, we passed the gym. We could head back to the gym and try and see if we can get that. Alicia. Does she know where the station commander might be? The, the commander? I, I, I don't know. I mean, normally the commander's in the operations tower, but... I get the feeling so much time has passed. 
he kind of you know uh, looks out the window, kind of you know hopefully, then kind of looks back to you. Has anyone got a spare gun? I've got a spare gun. Can I borrow? Yeah, of course, by all means. What are you going to give? Uh, uh, one of my laser pistols. I took two in the end. Okay, she'll take the laser pistol. Thanks very much. What's your name? Fozza, second technician. Fozza Forrester. Second tech, eh? We really are pulling out all the stops. All right, Fozza, let's try and uh, find a security card. I'll lead the way. Nadia makes her way outside, and as she does, you see she kind of, you know, uh, uh, looks down at the crushed thing. That's one of them. That obviously puts up some kind of fight. She leads you down towards reception, and she says, Have you been in contact with the enemy? Is there any places we shouldn't go? We've cleared some reception. We've got an unknown thing in the cafeteria. Right. Well, we'll not go through the stores then. I'll take you through reception. Okay, she leads you back through the reception. The sun is now almost set. Uh, you make your way uh, up by the doors to the gym of the canteen, and uh, she kind of readies her pistol. The funny thing is, and maybe it isn't so funny, but security response was real slow. The lights didn't come back on. We couldn't activate the security bulkheads. I didn't get any support at all from the security office. Sounds like an inside job. Yeah, she says it does. She punches the button to open up the gym and steps inside. You have entered a gymnasium, which, like the reception, has a wide window looking out into the lonely sunset. Numerous weightlifting machines and skeletal exercise machines have been installed to help cope with Bajungu 3's low gravity. Along with the usual treadmills and drone machines, lockers line the north and south walls. All right, see if you can find Wyoming's locker. Uh, it's probably down here. She makes her way down south, um, and you can see there's, there's a bunch of lockers to the south and a bunch of lockers to the north. Do you all want to stick together, or are some of you going to check the lockers to the north? If Fallout's told me anything, it's check every locker. Check every locker. Okay, right, in which case, you head up to the north. Now, most of these lockers are open and unlocked and don't contain anything, but there are two in the south wall which are locked. One of them is Keith Wyoming's, and the other is Sally Penton's. To the north, you can see there's only one locked locker. It's someone called Tom Decker. I don't mind jimmying Tom's locker open. Okay, Tom's locker. Right, okay, so if you want to try and crack the lock, it's not hugely difficult. It's a security check of eight. That's pretty difficult for me. <laughs> uh, security is two, isn't it? How'd you do? Ah, oh, not quite. Can I convince Nadia with her security skills to open Sally's locker for us? Does she need convincing? No, that's fine. She comes up to the door and tries to crack it. She says, no. Nearly. Let me try uh, over here. She goes over to Wyoming's locker. Come on, come on, she says, tapping in codes. Damn! I can't believe I should be better at this, she says. I'm really sorry. Can I try a brute force <laughs> attempt with my wrench? How's that wrench looking, Foss? <laughs> you could do. There's, if there's sensitive things behind, there's a risk of destroying them, but not. it's not certain. Do you want to uh, hammer it open with your wrench? Yep. Okay, which locker are you opening? Uh, which one do you reckon is more important, guys? We need the security key. I'd still say all of them. Yeah, the security pass we need. You start hammering away at Keith Wyoming's. 
you will get it open, but there is a small chance that you could damage what's inside. Would you roll a dice, Fata, and on a one or a two, you do some damage to the contents? Just a straight d10 with no bonus. Straight, straight d10, no bonus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, can uh, I use karma? <laughs> uh, yeah. Excellent. How'd you do? So, okay, you hammer open and prize open the uh, locker once you've got a bit of room. It pops open inside. Yep, there you can see there's a spare set of gym clothes in there. And sitting proudly on top is Keith Wyoming's security card. Hey! Can I, can I use a charm roll and convince Nadia to change from her hospital gown into the spare gym clothes? In front of you or behind you? It's a, it's a gym, there's changing rooms. I'm being, I'm being thoughtful. I'm also gaming the system slightly because my charm is 19, and if I use it on this uh, adventure, it'll be 20 for uh, the next one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. It means you're paying attention. I like it. Okay, make a charm. Roll. There you go. How charming is Thane? Uh, eight. Excellent. Okay, right. Probably a good idea. Do you want to turn around? So she uh, changes into the gym clothes, which actually are uh, much better because it's a bit less cumbersome than a gown. Should I try and open Sally Penton's locker? Yes, by all means. Do you want to do brute force or try and crack the lock? I'm going to try and crack that lock. Make a security check. <laughs> yeah, we're not we're not opening any lockers ever. Uh, do you want to use force? If he doesn't, I do. I step up and hit the locker. Okay, what? Just with your fist? Uh, with the with the butt of my gun. You uh, hammer on the locker. After a while, it sort of managed to bend it. Uh, this is Sally Penson's? Yes. After a while, it sort of bends. The thing inside you can't really damage, at least not with what you're doing. Now, then you manage to kind of rip it open. Inside, you can see that there is a book. There's a small book. You're taking it out, uh, you have a flick through. It is a book of sad poetry. Right, I'm going to brute force Tom Decker's locker as well. Okay. You hammer away. Laser pistols are a little less well built. That laser pistol breaks in your hand. The locker, however, is badly bent. You might be able to wrench it open now. Yoink. Okay, right, you haul it open. Inside, you can see there's, uh, once again, there's some spare gym clothes. But also, there is a nice little pot of Coretti Manscara, which is some lovely makeup, quite subtle, for men to use to get rid of those wrinkles. Just to give yourself a bit of colour. It's quite expensive off the open market. This will sell for 2,200 credits if you sold it. But, even better if you applied it, you'd be able to increase all of your social skills by one. Uh, uh, not permanently, <laughs> but while you're wearing it. If it uh, you don't even know I've got it, Fozza. No, not mine. I, I'm, in, I'm, in, I'm up north. Also inside, you can see uh, there is Tom Decker's hab block key. Presumably well. it's like his storeroom key, perhaps. Would you like to take that? Yeah, definitely. Tom Decker's hab block key. That's it. Is there anything else you want to do while you're in the gym? Oliver, is now a good time to discuss the fact that I am on eight rank points? Oh, yes, that's quite good. Okay, so if you're on eight rank points, that moves you up to mostly harmless. How's everyone else's rank points? Seven. Seven. Seven, so you guys are just one short. Okay, so so in which case, if you want to rank yourself up, you can do sort of a, a nice quick version. If you change your rank to mostly harmless, yep. your skill cap is now 50. You gain one karma point. You gain five endurance points. Also, you can choose either a new karma capability or a new enhancement. 
Now, rather than slow the game down too much, I'll let you look through the book, see what yep. either karma capability or enhancement you want to pick, uh, and the rest of you can carry on with the game. Okay, uh, anything else you want to do in the gym, or would you like to leave? I think it's time to head to security. You make your way back down to security, toot sweet, uh, go up to the card reader, which you're very glad you didn't destroy, and slot Keith Wyoming's security card in it, The security office is bathed in light as you enter. The security monitors are active, uh, saying limited server access flashing in the center of their screen. An armory cupboard stands open and unlocked before you, as if it was accessed in a great hurry. Anything in the armory locker still? Yes, there's uh, quite a bit. Looking inside the armory locker, you can see that there are two stab vests, one bulletproof vest, one reflex vest. A reflex vest protects you against energy weapons. I'm grabbing uh, a bulletproof vest. Okay, you can grab a bulletproof vest. Not poor Grant, who really needs it. But, you know, fine. There's four auto pistol clips. There are two flashbang grenades in here. There are two submachine gun clips. And one laser rifle. Oh, laser rifle. Mine. I'll take a flashbang in the reflex vest. Okay, that's fine. If you guys are taking the vest, the bulletproof vest gives you the ability to absorb five kinetic damage so that's from bullet weapons for all intents and purposes so if you're wearing a bulletproof vest that's three damage reduction there for your reflex vest you could absorb three energy points if you wear a stab vest then you can reduce fighting and melee damage by five points yeah i'm gonna take a stab vest i'm swapping my frag grenade into my backpack and i'm putting the flashbang on my belt i don't think a base like this on an unterrified planet is a terribly good place to be chucking frag grenades around there is a separate cabinet, which is locked, which has got, it looks like it's a glass screen. You, you can see it isn't really. It's like kind of like a, one of these steel plastic screens that they kind of put in the front of fight cockpits. But on the other side, you can see there is a rather scrummy looking submachine gun. It's obviously quite an unusual design because you can see that its ammo feed belt is particularly large. Uh, and it looks like it's got an extra kind of comfortable grip for recoil. So it's not a standard machine gun. Fortunately, it's locked behind the cabinet. Can Nadia not open it? You know, she's head of security. I'm not head of security. Well, I might be oh. now, she says. This is Dwight's gun. He is head of security. I wonder why he didn't take it with him. I don't know the code. Should we give it another round of code checks, guys? See if we can actually break one this time? Why not? Do you want to get it? Try and get it. It's the security difficulty number. Isn't it? I'm not gonna. <laughs> it's nine. Did you say nine? Nine. Okay. Here we go. Come on. Come on. You can do this. Nope. I can't. No. Can't. Okay. <laughs> Anyone else? Hey. Ah, Fossa. <laughs> uh, you have managed to unlock the cabinet. Inside is an Ergon Tommy gun. This is a lovely little gun. Let me uh, just give you a very very brief description. Ergon Laser Systems, best known for its spacecraft, burst lasers, commissioned these weapons for use in their corporate war against Indyne's commodities. With their sustained fire capabilities, extended range, and greater ammo supplies, these weapons were used to terrible effect in the subsequent massacres at the Miles construction site. Ergon later attempted to disperse these weapons at cost in a number of anarchic systems, but were ultimately implicated in a Federation court after a surprise inspection of their facilities. So the Ergon Tommy gun... It's, it's best if, for someone who's good with kinetic weapons. Would you like to use it? 
since yeah, you've I've got a kinetic weapons. So that is your new main gun. It's worth noting that if you don't like the Ergon Tommy gun, you can sell it for 74,000 credits. Because they're pretty rare. Quite a collector's item. Right, is there anything else you want to do in security? Review the camera footage. To show us the camera footage he put on his um, old data sleep chip. Go on, Vosa. What am I rolling for that? Fortunately, because you've already connected the computers up, uh, you can search the computer very easily. And you put up the latest security camera footage. Before the attack, everything seems to be proceeding relatively normally. But you note that it's only the cameras in the main facility that are working. You can see through the cameras that there is uh, another monorail system, which leads to a deeper part of the station. You can afford wind until the attack occurs, and there you can see, indeed, there are, in the cargo bay, the canisters open up, and coming out come some truly revolting-looking creatures. There is one creature that looks like it's a combination between a snake and a wolf, and it's positively dripping in poison. These creatures come leaping out of the chamber and immediately start attacking the security guards in very much the same way as Nadia described. At the same time, the people who look like they were just ordinary cargo workers pull their guns and open fire. You can see that Nadia being shot in the back, and it looks like it is Tom Decker who grabs her and takes her to the medical bay. Uh, Jaw kind of, you know, sets as she sees that when Tom Decker returns back out into the corridor, he's set upon by this truly enormous beast. It looks like it's some kind of horrid combination between some kind of lion and gorilla. It's massive and it kind of dives into him, really, rather than clawing him, pummels him to death. After that, you can see that kind of um, people begin swarming out over towards the operations tower. And at that point, the footage abruptly cuts. We didn't see who shot Nadia in the back, by the way. It was one of the mercenaries. How many mercs were there? You were able to catch five. We've killed three, have we? Yeah. Two. Two. We've killed two. And any other dead? No. You haven't seen any other dead mercenaries. Can Nadia give us an indication from the security system whether it's just the Cobra that brought the shipment in that's still here? Or have they had reinforcements? What's going on with the landing docks? She goes over to the computer. The server's out. Because we can't really tell. We might be able to physically check if we went to Central Customs. It's in the north end of the base. We're relatively near the operations tower. Oh, the computer, that computer was down as well. The servers was all pretty shot up apart from the one in the security office, wasn't it? Yes. Which could what be do we need to get the servers back up and running? A miracle? A new server, from the looks of things, she says. She kind of plays a little bit of camera footage of kind of her mercenaries chucking grenades into the computing suite. There's a kind of various bangs and explosions uh, with the kind of a service exploding and then the kind of cameras kind of cutting out. They're being pretty thorough, she says. They're obviously trying to destroy all the information on board the base. We need to head to the command tower, but we should expect a lot of trouble. Mm-hmm. There's still three of them left. That would be operation. Uh, I think at this point, guys, we need to decide whether we should just be returning to Mastopolis and just reporting what's happened to their facility. Are they paying us enough to fix this? We can't get back to the ships because the monorail's down. Unless we go over, over, over ground. Well, we, we've got our remlocks and things like that, maybe. I really don't recommend a remlock for EVA. There's another monorail system that we saw down in the way to operations. So possibly we should be heading up that way. That's just by the labs and mineral, tra- mineral transfer. Is there anywhere else around here that we want to check out? We've got the canteen, which has got something 
icky and stuff in it, we might want to clear the canteen. Did you see the mineral transfer? Because we opted not to switch the power back onto that. We did. We could go and... Well, I don't well, know the mineral transfer, she says, is where they, uh, they transport all the um, raw materials up from the dig site. Do we, need to power, do we need to power it on, though? Do you, is it going to be of any use to us? It's not really my speciality, she says. Well, presumably, I mean, if you're going to make any of it work there, you'll need some power. I don't think we want to make it work. Uh, other than that, uh, other places, there's the lab. You can have a look at that. Um, there's the general stores. Uh, that's just um, down the corridor there. Uh, there's the hat block. There's the central cargo hold, if you want to be torn apart. Um, I've got Decker's... I could, we could go and have a look in Decker's room, although he's the nice guy who went off and saved Nadia. We should check the hat block for survivors. Okay. Let's do it. You make your way down the security corridor. It turns around. There's a long corridor in front of you where you can see that there's several bodies. They're very badly mutilated. They've been eaten. So you can see this kind of gory skeletons left. To your right, as you're passing, you can see there's the lab. Making your way further up, you can see there's a larger door that leads to monorail access. But you can see that there is, again, there's a red light next to it, but there's no control panel. There's a little note underneath a panel saying, for access, contact operations tower. Moving a little bit further on, you are confronted with two choices. To your left, you find the entrance to the Havelock, and to the right, there is a door marked Mineral Transfer. Should we go and have a look in Havelock then, or do you want to quickly have a shift in the lab? Nah, we'll, we'll, we'll go straight to Havelock and we'll have a look at this guy's quarters. See if we can see any survivors. Okay. You've entered a series of tight corridors with many doors. It's obvious that this is the habitation block where the station personnel sleep. Next to each door, is uh, a name is printed, but all the doors are closed and locked. You need some kind of identification to gain access to the rooms. Okay, so you uh, obviously have Tom Decker's card. Nadia says, I know the code for my door. Yeah, is it worth knocking on the doors to see if anyone's alive as we walk down the road, as we walk down the corridors? That depends, she says. I think it makes sense, you guys. You'll see. Hey, anyone in there? Hello, anyone in there? You knock on the door. There's no response. Keep doing it as we wander off to Nadia's place. Okay, so you knock on each door as you pass. You pass Sally Penton's quarters. Um, and then just a little bit further on, you find Tom Decker's quarters. You've got the key. Would you like to open up the door? Nadia, do you mind if we have a look and see if there's anything handy in Tom's place? Yes, go for it, she says. Okay, you unlock the door. You can see that there's a rather neat little habitation room here. It's got its own toilet. Father, if you like, you can finally relieve yourself. <laughs> Thank um, God for that. Hold on, guys. I'll be right back. There's kind of uh, cupboards and all sorts around here. Nadia says, why don't we just give the place a quick once-over? Let's go to once-over. Okay, make a perception checks. So, unless you do find something, you find, buried under a bunch of clothes, you can see that there is a kind of a long glass cylinder with a stopper at the top. Inside, you can see there is a small silvery nugget of metal, a deep lustrous silvery color, and it's uh, swimming in some kind of stabilizing fluid. Drink it, drink it, drink it. I don't think you're going to drink that. Okay. So some kind of, like, almost like mercury or something like that, is it? Well, it's solid. So it's solid, pretty heavy, actually, for its size, which is unusual. It's kind of got a lead-like weight to it. It's not lead. 
but it's kind of got that kind of heft to it. Interesting. If, if I've got a mining background, can I do anything to try and identify it? Make a science check. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, natural 10. Oh, very good. Yes, you can identify this. This is the mother load. It's osmium. Osmium is basically, it's the hardest metal in the universe. It's quite rare, very rare to find on a planet, more common to find them in asteroids. It's used if you need a substance that it doesn't matter whether it's brittle, but it needs to be just very, very hard. It's much more common to be alloyed with materials. Now, if you're as rich as a king, you can mix this stuff in to make some very impressive, extra heavy military grade armor. So, I mean, this, this is superb stuff. I'll, I'll, I'll chuck that in my backpack then and, you know, we can maybe share it out. I mean, I don't know what we're well, doing with loot at the end well, of the game. Jarvis How heavy um, is it? stops your Hang hand on. as you're about to chuck it into the pack. Because there's one additional factor about osmium. It's toxic. If you expose it to the air, it will rapidly ox- oxidize. It will be quite unpleasant if you inhaled that. That will kill you. So, I mean, it, would, it should oxidize very quickly and form a, a sheen over itself if this is pure osmium. But it's um, in a protective case at the moment, is it? It is in a protective case. But how strong it is, you don't know. It's been kept amongst clothes. You should be careful with that. I, I'm going to wrap it up in, amongst the clothes carefully and gently and carefully put it into my bag with okay. lots of padding and things like that. Right, you carefully pack the osmium sample in your bag. That could explain about some of the things that have been happening here. Do you want to go and check out anyone else's quarters? Well, let's take Nadia to her rooms. Yeah. All right, she says. But she makes her way down to her room, uh, goes up to the door, uh, taps the kind of code in from memory. And she goes, and she sees she goes to sort of her back cupboard, opens it up, and she picks up a shotgun and kind of uh, hefts it over her shoulder and grabs a spare clip, kind of uh, puts it in the pocket of her gym wear. Right, she says, that's what I was after. Thien. If we, they, you know, if we turn on these transport machines, right, and it starts bringing out tons of this osmium stuff, any idea what the likely effect would be? What's the value? A shitload. Somebody's already killed virtually everybody here for this. There's nothing stopping them going to kill us for the same thing. Hold on a second, though, because last time I hit a head count, there's only three of them and there's five of us. Plus however many creatures. All right, well, if we're finished here, shall we head to the receptionist Sally's room? Okay, yeah. so... Sally Penton's room is locked. We have her pass, don't we? You do have her pass card. You slide it through and her door opens up. Okay, you go inside and there you can see she's got another one of these classic Imperial meticulously neat rooms. What she has is a writing desk and you can see that there is another small book of poetry here. Ooh, I'm taking that. I'm going to keep it with the other book. Okay, excellent. Can we ask um, Grant to read some of the poetry from the book? Would you like to read some of uh, her poetry, Grant? I, I certainly shall. Hold on a second. <laughs> okay. Um, pick, a pa- pick a page at random. Okay. Uh, three. three. Okay, oh, you, you open three. up and you find a poem called Why Don't People Rate Me by Sally Penton. <laughs> <laughs> why don't people rate me? I really don't know why. But they never grasp my flowing verse. No matter how hard I try. It is, a, is it only I who sees the sun reflected in their eyes and all the wonders space has wrought in every single guise? I guess I'll always be alone, just my pen and me. 
to this lone thought I will content. Let it be, let it be, let it be. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> there we go. So that's the great and underrated Sally Penton. <laughs> hey, Psychoco, do you think that was a travel? It sounded like about 100 words. It could be, yeah. I'm just interested in the fact that she's hiding her secrets in her cupboard. What's a drab? We have got to find the cupboard. <laughs> okay, look, unless you want any more of that awful doggerel, perhaps you <laughs> would uh, want to move on. Yeah, Probably well, a good idea. <laughs> Guys, we should move on. I think we need to head to the command tower carefully. exit the hablock you can exit it either the way you came or out into the north corridor but nadia gives a warning that that might lead you relatively close to the central cargo hold but it is however the direct route to the observation tower which would you prefer i think we go straight there right then you open up the the north door Uh, in front of you you can see there's a long corridor runs down uh, west to east the extremely large door to the central cargo hold is wide open. Just from a, a, a basic glance, you can see inside there's lots of crates and cargo canisters. To be honest, you don't see any animals. You can certainly smell them. A little further along the corridor, you can see there's a door saying Central Customs. And then at the back, you can see that there is a small door with the title Operations above it. Can we lock the cargo door... Does it sound like the critters are still in the cargo hold, or does it just smell like dead animals? You have a listen. Make a perception check. You don't hear anything. What's that for all years on? I might I might use a calmer thing, depending on how audible oh, really? the fossil is. Perception. No, I can't. <laughs> There's nothing no, out there. There's absolutely on. nothing out there. Um... Uh, one. Okay, no. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use a karma point to really? re-roll okay. my scroll one. If you like, okay, go for it. I'm telling you, there's nothing right? out there. No, still nothing. Do you want to pop inside the central cargo hold, have a peek? Or would you like to stroll by it? No, we should, we should move as stealthily through as we can. Actually, at this point, could I use a, a karma skill called Everybody Pipe Down? Good idea. Oh, so that everyone gave the bonus to their stealth check. So you want to sneak to the operations door, do you? Yes. Okay, that's fine. Okay, so you can spend that. Everyone, including Psychocal, gains a bonus of two to their stealth checks. Uh, So if you like, you can all make a stealth check now as you sneak towards operations. You're presumably passing uh, central customs and leaving it. That's fine. Yes. Uh, So 10 for Fozzer, that's very quiet indeed. Nine for me. Nine, that's fine. Lovely. And Ed, did you roll? No, so, so five. Okay, oh, you're shuffling. Oh, I'm not making a huge amount of noise, Grant. Oh, uh, and Ed, was that uh, eight from you, or have you not rolled yet? No, that was eight from me. Fine. Okay, right. You move as quiet as you possibly can towards the operations tower. You get up to the door. You can see it's got a security security card pass on it. Nadia, can you get us in? Yeah, with a security card. Do you want to hand over Deckers? I'll hand. Oh, well, I'll just use Deckers on it. Okay, you slide Deckers through. You have entered the ground floor of the operations tower, where the flight control and station services are controlled. 
Evidently, the main control panels are at the top of the tower. The ground floor contains only a lift and a door marked emergency stairwell. How many stories is it to the top of the tower? It's a long climb, but we're in 50% gravity. You'll be fine. Do you want to take the lift or the stairs? We shouldn't take the lift. They'll hear us coming. I don't like taking lifts. Good idea. All right, stairs. Okay, you open up the stairs. Uh, Who's going first up the stairs? It's relatively single file. I went first the last time and I got shot in the arse. (laughs) It's okay, I'll go. Okay, Thane. Thane, you make your way up the tower. You're going sort of a flight after flight of steps. It's relatively poorly lit as you go up. Is there anything you want to do while you're going? Gun out in front of me as I'm going. I'm sort of clearing as I go. In which case, would you? You can either make a tactics or a perception check, whichever you prefer. Oh, it'll be perception. Go for it. Nine. It's very good. You spot that there is a laser trip wire explosive. It's been wired to the side of one of the steps, so it cuts across one of the steps. You, you uh, obviously, if you breach the laser, it will explode. You can try and jump over it, or you could try and disarm it, or you could not go up the stairwell. Can we not just carefully step over it? Fozza, you just got your wrench. It's a little bit tricky because it's a bit high, so you sort of have to lift your leg pretty high over and over the top and make sure your back leg doesn't trip it either. I mean, this isn't the most difficult thing in the world to do, but there is a margin of error here. Yeah. There, There are a lot of us. Disarm. Yes. What would you roll? So it would technically be an athletics check. Not a chance. No, to, to, to disarm it. <laughs> Which I, right, so you'll need someone with a grenade skill, because that also deals with explosives. That would be me. Okay. Right, I'm going to step back down the stairs <laughs> while Jarvis does this. Okay. Right, Jarvis, uh, sweat trickling from your brow. You yeah. sort, of, uh, sort of move over to the explosive. Uh, make a grenade check. Don't roll really low. That's my uh, <laughs> Natural 10. Ooh. Very good. Right, okay. <laughs> right, you reach uh, underneath the explosive. There's a little hollow in there. You press into it, and the laser deactivates. Being disarmed. Do you want to take the explosive with you? Yeah, this could come in handy. Okay, note down that you've got a laser tripwire explosive. With that clear, you continue to make your way up the steps. You come up and approach the door, which you can see has got a plastic window that looks inside the tower. Looking inside, you can see that there are two people inside the tower. They're both dressed uh, as mercenaries. There's uh, one person who is covering the lift door with his auto pistol pretty much at all times the other one is just sort of uh, over by the controls of the tower and he's got his back to you neither of them can see you from the door Pst, Jarvis throw the flashbang in well we've got two flashbangs because I took the other one one flashbang will be sufficient throwing two in would just be excessive I think it's a good idea okay right would you do that Jarvis yeah I'll do it it's your grenade skill you toss the grenade in um, it scatters somewhat. Would you roll a d10, please? Just a plain d10. Plain d10, and we'll just see what happens. A two. It's a rubbish throw. The grenade slips from your grasp, rolling only one d10 meters before exploding. 
How will Thane, Eid, Fozza and Cal fare against these mercenaries? Who betrayed and shot Nadia? Will Fozza get to use his new gun? Will Sally Penton get a posthumous book deal for her poetry? Find out the answer to some, but not all, of these questions in part three of Incident at Bajungu, an elite dangerous role-playing adventure. In that episode of Lave Radio the RPG, Oliver Hume was the Games Master, Grant Walcott was Psycho Cow, Ben Moss Woodward was Adler Weiss, Chris Forrester was Second Tech Fozzer, and Christopher Jarvis played Elias Thane. Music was by Alan Stroud. More information about the new Elite Dangerous role-playing system can be found at edrpg.co.uk. Recording, editing and sound design were by Christopher Jarvis at www.radiotheatreworkshop.com. Thank you.